Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With the Chicago Blackhawks and the Chicago Bears both having the number one overall pick in their respective sports, people are now asking, can the Chicago Bulls make, make the city of Chicago three for three in getting the number one overall pick? I'm going to talk about why and how getting a top four pick in this upcoming draft could change the Bulls' offseason plans and also talk about, regardless of what they do with the pick, why the Bulls may not be making the major moves that we hope this offseason. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. If you want to follow me right off the top, you can do so at CEO Hayes, that's CEO H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod, but let's go ahead and get into it. Now, all the only next thing up for the Chicago Bulls as far as before the offseason starts and contracts and extensions and things are given is the draft lottery which is exactly seven days away it's going down on May 16th and we'll know what is the fate of the Chicago Bulls draft pick that if it does not fall in the top four it's owed to the Orlando Magic anything below that top four it goes to the Magic and so right now the question is is that if the Bulls do get a top four pick what, how could that change the offseason plans for the Chicago Bulls? We've talked very heavily about what this Bulls team needs to do with this roster, adding size, adding depth, adding shooting, um, you know, maybe even letting some veterans go, trading some players that are veterans on this team. But at the end of the day, if the Bulls do get a top four pick in this draft, right, which could get them anywhere between uh, Victor Wimbiana if they get the number one overall pick, and anything, uh, you know, with the Thompson twins, you got Brandon Miller, who's who's definitely high up on most people's uh, draft boards as well. Anthony Black as well. You know, it could really bring that influx of talent that the Chicago Bulls dra- dra- desperately need um, to really kind of make this roster make a little bit more sense. It may also change the timeline of the Chicago Bulls. For example, if the Bulls do get lucky and get the number one overall pick, Victor Wimbiana now becomes your timeline. Meaning that, however, whenever he hits the peak of his development and becomes that that transcendent star that most people are hoping that he can be in the NBA, that's what now your timeline is, and that's what you need to build your team around. That's not to say that everything on this roster needs to change. We have a lot of pieces on this roster that could very well fit, even with if the Bulls do get victory one beyond. You look at a Dalen Terry, you look at a Kobe White, you look at a, a, a Patrick Williams, right? And at that point, do the Chicago Bulls prioritize the youth movement? of this team going forward, and maybe players like a Nikola Vucevic are allowed to walk? Does it make it more or less likely that you trade a player like DeMar DeRozan? Like, things like, questions like that, right? Do the Bulls, even depending on what player they get, if they get one of those young wings, considering, well, whatever they see in Daylon Terry, if they do consider Daylon Terry being one of their wings going forward as well, does it make them a little bit more open to moving a Zach Levine, maybe then keeping DeMar to mentor those young the, the young player that they could potentially get. While I don't have a lot of hope, and I've said this, I, I just I don't expect the Bulls to hold on to that top four pick. I would I would I would love for it to happen and I a part of me does hope that it happens. 
But I'm not going to bet on that. I'm moving forward with the thought process that the Bulls are not going to get their, their, get to hold on to their own draft pick. Now, again, that changes some things if they do. And that is the biggest question here, at least on the topic that we're talking about. We're about to get into some, some other things here in a second, is that if the Bulls do get that top four pick, right, how does that change this offseason? Does this, does this team go for maybe looking to add shooting depth, maybe to add to use their full mid-level exception, to maybe prioritizing the, the youth movement and letting these veteran contracts naturally start coming off the books? Not to say that maybe they don't re-sign Vooch on a shorter-term deal until they see that Victor Wimbiana is ready to just hold on to those reins. Uh, because at that point, you're paying – the rookie salaries are a huge value, especially if the player does hit. Or can you then pay Vooch two, maybe three years, and allow Victor Wimbiana to develop over those years, but you always have Nikola Vucevic there as that safety valve just as he goes along his development? Tons of questions there. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, does, how does that change for the Chicago Bulls? Like, I, I, I want to I ask those questions, right? And the thing is, is that a top four pick in this draft, right, can, and considering then that the Bulls also have their own draft pick next season, if they get lucky enough to hold on to their own draft pick this year and then and then maybe naturally, not, not to say that they should be aiming to tank, but if they let a Vooch walk, if they traded DeMar DeRozan and really prioritize the youth on this roster, now giving making sure that Patrick Williams gets those 12 to 14 shots a game, throwing in Dalen Terry heavily into the rotation and letting him seek or swim. Hell, even then, do we see Marco Simonovic signing in his last year of his deal to really see what he can do at that, at that, in that last year of his contract before they make a decision? There's tons of things that the Bulls could do in that situation and in that scenario that drastically change how the outlook of next season is. And then do our, does, the, does the mindset of the team change from a let's make the playoffs every single year and, and let's fight for that playoff position to, hey, no, let's develop these guys. If we win games and make the playoffs, if we make the playing tournament, cool, but we're developing our young guys. We're putting them in situations to where we can really truly evaluate this team. Like, what does Patrick Williams look like with more things going through him, right? Running more things through him. What, is, what does uh, Dalen Terry look like actually getting a spot in the rotation? And if you saw him down on the G League, you know his best scenario as well was when he had things going through him and he was kind of being the facilitator, but still at scoring as well. It, it, it could change the mindset of the Chicago Bulls. My biggest fear is, though, just admittedly, is that if the Bulls do get a top four pick, they look at it as, okay, this is one of those wing acquisitions we need. We can get a player that projects to be 3 and D, like Brandon Miller. The, it would be amazing on this Bulls team when you look at it. Now, I think that, that that kind of muddies things up as far as the future of, like, okay, where do you play Dalen? Where do you play Patrick Williams? But you have a lot of young, talented wings at that point in time. So you, you see what you have in it, right? The Bulls getting a draft pick or keeping their own draft pick in this draft could, could mean so much for how the Bulls change their 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 mindset going into next season. And so, you know, we'll see. We'll, we will see. We uh, And, you know, I, I hope the Bulls can, can get lucky. I'm not necessarily betting on it. I'm not wrapping my thoughts and feelings into it. I will be live for the draft lottery as well just because if the Bulls get lucky, the Bulls get lucky. I don't expect for it to happen, but if, if it does get lucky, best believe the, the, the way that that live stream is about to be live to say, like, I am about to be ecstatic if the Bulls get lucky and keep one of their own picks. But, you know, like I said, not necessarily hopeful for it, but where do things have happened? But moving gears, changing gears to that, let's get into the next stop. The, one of the reasons why I think that the Bulls may not make major moves this upcoming offseason is because of how, this, how, how far away we are, the influx of talent that we do need, and how these deals could stack up for the Chicago Bulls. 
When you look at it, the Chicago Bulls, we know in this offseason, if they let everyone walk, don't re-sign any of their free their own free agents, they can have $16 million in cap space. Now, it's, we know that that's not likely to happen. We, we expect them to re-sign Kobe, probably try to make a, a – a, a, a deal for, for Nikola Vucevic, and then they may just use their mid-level exception really kind of out there to, to sign other players. But I'm going to throw a different, a different mindset out there. The Chicago Bulls right now, with how things are shaped up, could have $95 million in cap space next offseason when DeMar DeRozan comes off the books. Now, if the Bulls get creative and only use their mid-level exception this offseason to sign players to shorter-term deals, you look at what they did last year. Derrick Jones Jr., two-year deal basically with a player option. Andre Drummond, a two-year deal with a player option. So the Bulls didn't attach long-term money even though they used that mid-level exception. The Bulls very well could do that same thing this offseason, use their mid-level exception. They can use their full mid-level exception this offseason, so thank God for that. But they could very well use that full mid-level exception. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, but sign a two-year deal and then for, for those players. And then we're looking at the Bulls possibly having in the 2025 offseason. Well, 2025 offseason, yeah, because that'll be the season offseason after next. The Bulls could have $141 million in cap space. Now, some would say as well, well, the Bulls can't, they won't have all of that because naturally you still have to have players on this roster to where it's enticing for other players to go. And I agree with that. So let's just say off the top, the Bulls, between now and the start of next offseason, or the end of next offseason when they sign players, they, they, they use $30 million of that. So that, that would mean that the Bulls in 2024 could have $65 million in cap space. Let's keep that going. If they do sign some players to longer-term deals, they're bringing in draft picks, they extend Kobe White, they extend Patrick Williams, which then has to cut into that cap space. Out of that $141 million in, potentially in 2025, let's just say they use $90 million of it. That's still a bit, that's probably a bit of an overestimation, but let's say that. That still leaves the Bulls $50 million in true cap space to make a move. What I'm telling you guys, ladies and gentlemen, is unfortunately, don't be surprised and shocked if this Chicago Bulls team signs players to shorter term deals this offseason, allows DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball's contracts to naturally come off the books, maybe even can get Boots to sign a two plus one deal in which that last year is an option, rather be it for the team or the player, and then, you know, they, not to say that you're, you're not going to get that whole full $141 million. That's not happening. But 
we very well could see the Bulls kick the can, kick the can down the road for another two years. And that is, you know, in all the deals and thinking, oh, can the Bulls get this player? Can the Bulls make a trade for this player? Can they trade this superstar? Will they use this? Knowing how AK and Eversley already kind of stacked their money and, and w- with the moves that they made with for bringing in Lonzo, to bring in Caruso, to bring in DeMar DeRozan, I really do think that we may be seeing a situation in which, yeah, the Bulls will have some cap space next offseason. I fully do believe that they will have probably between 25 and $30 million in cap space in 2024, but we may be waiting for the Bulls to make that big-time move into the 2025 offseason. And that would mean that the Bulls have two more seasons of, quite frankly, being up and down. I don't think they're going to quite suck. I don't think they're going to allow that roster to get depleted enough to where we're talking about a team that's like getting like 20, 25 wins or something like that. But the offseason that we're hoping for, the offseason that so many Bulls pundits and content creators like myself that we're going to be talking about, could the Bulls do this move? Could the Bulls do that move? Would the Bulls make this trade? I think that it's just more realistic that those moves may not be coming, that we very well could... AK could be looking at this team and not necessarily tank, but let it come to the natural conclusion of whatever the season reaches, meaning much like we did this season, much like we let whatever happened happen this season, right? Wherever the natural conclusion was, what ended up being us making the play-in and getting eliminated from the play-in, that the Bulls may very well do that. Now, they may, over that time, of course, prioritize the youth, prioritize that youth movement, get, get, get young players with more repetitions and really develop them a little bit more, but I think that that may be the more likely outcome when you just look at not only how AK is typically done and managed things, and I think that may be it. You know, somebody asked me before, and when I was asked that question of, hey, is AK now going to be allowed to go into the luxury tax because he signed that extension? I think that the more likely scenario is, is that no. He said that the, the, the ownership gave him that extension, and they are now going to, uh, he has a plan. They're going to allow him that, that, that many years to really see that plan out. And I think we may be in for a couple of years in which, hey, not to say that the Bulls are going to completely bottom out, but that success of getting to like the second round, going in deep playoff runs, the Bulls team getting to ECF, all these things, those expectations may not be coming unless a Patrick Williams, a Kobe White, an Iowa DeSumo, a Daylon Terry, God forbid, a Marco Simonovich really makes a considerable leap in talent and it really does change the Bulls' future that way. Or the Bulls get that top four pick, which we talked about in the first segment of the show as well. But I definitely think that there is a huge possibility that we see this Bulls team get the best free agents that they can get on that mid-level exception, but maybe not sign more longer-term deals, that it is more short-term deals that then get off the books, um, and that the Bulls have in zero in, much like how uh, 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 John Paxson and Gar Foreman at that time kind of singled in the offseason where LeBron Dwayne uh, Dwayne and um and Chris Bosh were going to be available. We ended up getting Carlos Boozer in that, and 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 Kyle Korver and 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 uh, Ronnie Brewer and those players. But that may be the next time that the Bulls make a considerable overhaul to this roster because of the cap space, right? And not to say that that means they're just going to go out and sign a bunch of free agents. They'd be in a better position to absorb some contracts if a disgruntled star does become available and wants to be moved. They could then get into that conversation. By then, the Bulls have all their future first round picks. 2025 is also the last first-round pick that we have going out. That one goes out to the Spurs. So the Bulls could be in a great in a situation to which they 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 wait on that cap space. Now, would I like that to happen? Am I saying that that is the necessarily the right move? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that when, when you have a team that is so far away from competing, there are they are so far away. And I understand 
Yeah, with a better point guard, with size, with some shooting. Yeah, we would be have been in a much better position than what we were this season. But again, adding all those things costs money. And money that the Chicago Bulls do not have. And, and trading for those players, as much as we can talk here about trading, you usually have to give up assets. Not just You're not just doing a player swap for player swap. Usually you're throwing in some draft picks in that as well. And looking at AK and, and him surveying the, the field and the future for this team, very well could say, there, this is the best case scenario, which we hold on to our own picks, allow cap space, and hopefully develop some young stars. And that may be the move, especially if the Chicago Bulls do get lucky in this draft lottery and get one of those uh, top four picks. We could very well see them kick that can down the road. And while that's not the best situation, while that's not the best scenario, this is an offseason in which we do want to see the Bulls make some critical decisions. But, but we have to open ourselves up to, as well, that that critical decision may very well be, hey, our best bet, our best bet to really improve this team may not be into 2024 and the 2025 offseason. And so we'll get to see how smart, how much future projections AK and Eversley really have, because that very well may be the decision. And I don't know how the Bulls nation, how Bulls fandom is really going to respond to that. That would be another two years of having a mid-team. And I know that Bulls fans are really fed up with that. How does that affect the bottom dollar, right, to the Bulls fans that are asking, hey, when are we going to protest this team? Does it start happening then? There's a lot of questions surrounding it. And while we head into a critical offseason, an offseason in which we, we may very well see some big decisions made to improve this team right now, I also want to prepare us as a, as a Bulls fandom to really get ready for the future in which we may not improve that much. We may not make those moves. We very well may be waiting until the 2025 offseason to be making this type of, these, having these type of conversations. And I know, I know there are going to be some of you that are triggered, bothered, upset, and downright pissed off by me saying that. And, we, and you should be. But that is a, a, a definite outcome which may come in this season. That's my time. That's it for today. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes on the weekend, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.